Hi and welcome to another episode of Wine and Wisdom. I'm Thomas Lehuang and you're listening to the TL podcast where knowledge is shared and no one takes themselves too seriously. So we tell, go, we tell people to go and read Legacy. It's one of the best books on leadership you've ever read. One of the All Blacks' most important policies is the know what policy, Thomas. Hmm? Stop me in the gut. Hey? Stop me in the gut. No, the know Stop what policy. The, the know what? No, no. Who? What is it, Cam? Remind us. <laughs> no bullying. Uh, We're a podcast about leadership. No we can't say. No um, bullying. Unbelievable. Oh gosh. Yes. Anyway, guys, if, no. if you're just tuning in, Cam has a bit of an issue with a few words we've had to drop out of our vocabulary. Cam has an issue every <laughs> week. You don't have to worry. Yeah. Oh, and Cam's well. going to have another issue when the jersey that he's wearing is going to lose this weekend. I mean, Cam's got an issue every day. Blues are going to get up this Sunday. This Sunday. Blues I never thought, I never thought wine and wisdom would be about censorship, TL. Never thought I'd see the day, mate. 400 no, odd, 400 odd episodes, and we're worried about offending people with it is, it everyday is words. It's not about so how many we've done 400 episodes at least. Bloody hell. <laughs> anyway, how are you guys hey. going? All right, awesome. yes, very, very good. Yes, very good. A bit flat today, Lou. What's going on? Had a hard day. No, no, it's been a good day actually. We, uh, I, I always love this time of the quarter because, um. It's amazing, you know, we've got, what is it, eight days left of the quarter and we, our, our people go to work or all quarter, but it's just something about that last week, you know, they just, they dig deep. We've got MRI, I was going to say MRIs and I've got too much medical stuff on my brain. MRs <laughs> happening left, <laughs> MRs happening left, right and center. Sales are getting put away and, you know, and the thing is, you know, you guys know, MRs haven't been something to worry about for the last two years. You, you sort of, what are they you know but um we've been doing some intense training on it and you know people are taking it all on board and the best thing is everybody that's had an mr has gone under contract so proof's in the pudding but um yeah so it's good i love i love seeing the team dig dig deep for their own good and that of the others so yeah it's good i saw someone jump on last week Lou, when we were talking about the market coming back from up your way, not quite up as far as your way, but they were adamant that prices hadn't changed on the mid north coast and north coast. And um, I, I, yeah, I think if anything, Cam, the only thing that's changed is days on market instead of property selling in twenty four hours. No, well, I haven't finished because it's quite normal now for a property to take six weeks to sell. I, I, I wouldn't say that prices haven't come back um, at all. I could say that prices have. Um, the competition is out of the market, the fierce competition is out of the market and properties are selling within the price range or whatever, but they're not selling over the price range. But, um, you know, if a property has been on the market for six weeks, then there's, they're, those are the ones that are getting market reviewed. So prices have dropped? Well, I, I suppose in a nutshell, yeah, I would say. What's, but what's an MR? For the people listening at home, what's an MR? A market review. What does that mean? Come on, Kate. We're, you... we're not in a classroom. We're not doing market reviews when we adjust someone's price. Do we adjust it lower or higher, Lou? Generally, I don't. Uh, why oh, are you talking about? Like it's not a test. 
All right. She <laughs> won't answer the question. Why won't you answer the question? Just say it. You get on here. You're going and long ass it. You get on here and go MR, 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 and everything that's MR is sold. For the people listening at home, an MR is where someone reduces their price to meet the market so they can get a sale done. One plus one equaling two means yes, prices have dropped. Why are we sitting there going, no, 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 no. prices have dropped? Yeah, but no. see, it, is, it is human nature to want more for my house. Understand, understand people wanting more so for their sellers, house. So sellers will fight with a passion and will resist adjusting their asking price it's normal maybe it's yeah agents are going prices haven't dropped it's just time or market that's changed maybe and, and what happened this week in new south wales with the stamp duty there's going to be sellers saying hold on that surely will have to strengthen the selling price first home buyers aren't in trouble the, the price of houses that first home buyers are buying is, isn't aren't the houses that are in trouble that's the the stamp duty comes into effect for first home buyers so yeah. Um, bloody good thing though, when land, yeah, land tax four hundred dollars, land tax four hundred dollars a year. Yeah, good. Plus, plus, plus a lot of people forty to fifty thousand dollars yeah. in stamp duty. Plus zero point three percent of the uh, land value. They were saying so. I mean, I just paid fifty nine thousand dollars in stamp duty. How long? Four hundred a year. Do some maths for me. How many years is that? 120 years. A lot years. of years. Yeah. <laughs> it's a lot of years. Enough for an air conditioner. Enough <laughs> for an air conditioner. <laughs> well, some bloody gas heating if you can get the gas at the moment. Jesus. Plenty of gas and carry on, mate. We're going to direct line to Russia. <laughs> <I'm glad. laughs> you can't get mate. gas? So what's going on? Oh, just the gas supplies because in my area there's no street gas, so uh, I've got to go for the 45 bot gallon bottles. Um, yep. It was a three three week wait from when I ordered it. If I knew that, I would have ordered three weeks earlier. But um, yeah, yeah right. three week three week wait. No so more barbecue. That's my own stupid fault for waiting until both bottles were empty instead of ordering one when one was empty. So no anyway. more barbecue, Chris. How are you going to cook your wine? Oh, I've finally got my gas now. Only when the weather got real. Cook my wine, you smart ass. <laughs> I was going to use another word, but I'm going to revert to smart ass. Right? Oh, no, that'll be banned next week, Chris. Banned. <laughs> I don't want my kids running around saying you moron, ass. Wilson. You're a moron. <laughs> I don't. I don't want my kids running around saying smart ass. So that's banned next week. All right. So what's oh, another piece of news this week? $25 million for a flag on the Harbour Bridge. $25 million for a flag on the Harbour Bridge. What are we doing? Yeah, how much gas you can put in Chris's house for $25 million? What's, um, uh, what's that about? I haven't heard that. Putting that, and I, I think it's a great thing. They're putting the Aboriginal flag on the Harbour Bridge next to the Australian flag and the New South Wales flag. But $25 million in two years to do it. And Perrottet is trying to be an Aussie bloke. And he said, mate, I'll drive down to Bunnings and buy a flagpole and put it up myself. He won't. But $25 million. Yeah, we're in the middle of, we're going to have probably one of the coldest winters that we've had in a long, long time. How many people so, are living on the streets? We've just come through COVID. How many people are struggling with mental health? We're well, going to spend $25 million on a flag. At the moment, it costs you $25 million to buy an iceberg lettuce and fill your tank up. I mean, yeah. so... <laughs> That's a that's a trip to the local shopping back. Uh, car, twenty five million. <laughs> I think it's un. I think oh, 
that's the stuff. But what are they saying the $25 million is for? Like, what is the $25 million for? Get the flagpole on the bridge and stick a flag on it. It's got to be a special flagpole. It's 20 metres high, which is the same height as a six-storey building. It's obviously got to be strong enough to withstand all types of weather conditions. $25 million for a pole with a cloth on it. Can't build a six-storey building with that. Oh, jeez. Well, no. well, let's let's go to something a little bit more positive. So, Cam, you you really think what's the uh, what's your uh, forecast for uh, the State of Origin second game on Sunday? Uh, my real forecast, or the one I've got to say in public because I'm wearing the jersey. No, I think we get I think we get beat again. No. Yeah. Yeah, I said it last week about the the aura that Queensland have when they get it right. And, um, yeah, there's people who don't know what they're talking about are saying, oh, it's in Perth and it's going to be a much harder track as far and a hard tracking footy is good for fast people. What they don't realise is that Queensland's got most of the fastest players in the competition on their side. So they have brought back in um, Jake Trebojevic, New South Wales, who I pointed to last week as one of the main culture leaders for the for the state, they still left out Josh Adokar, which beggars belief because he scored four tries last week and two the week before. Um, I think we're playing it's too really much. Fast. Very we're fast playing, playing too much catch-up now. They talk about, they're trying to say we played too nice. We always play nicer than Queensland. Queensland are grubs, but are we allowed to say grub? Sorry, I just wanted to check. Um, um, you can't say anything beside the F word. Or anything that we wouldn't want our kids to tell other people. Nothing to do with appendages on forums. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I'd, I'd look. I'd. But you can. You can. I don't want to be. I don't want to be. I don't. I don't want to be right. You can push dinner. So I don't want to be right. I don't want to be right. But I love being right at the same time. I don't want to be sitting there at the game going, "Oh well, I tip Queensland, so it's okay." But I, I think Queensland win. If you're going to have an intelligent conversation, you've got to take your heart well, out of it, right? So, so wouldn't the leadership in New South Wales like know better than you and go, hold on, we should really do these kind of things to win? I mean, how come a guy like you who knows nothing about uh, footy uh, <laughs> give better prediction than these guys who are professional coaches and and, well, and, right, and as a team? Last week, last game, I picked the winner. I picked the man of the match. I picked the first try scorer. If I was a gambling man, I'd be able to quit work. But um, my gambling account's closed. Um, you gambled on, on cryptos and it didn't work. <laughs> yeah, Bitcoin. I wish I knew as much about bloody Bitcoin as I do about footy. I'd be a richer man. Um, <laughs> no, yeah, I don't. Sometimes, and we do this at work, right? You mess with a good thing, right? If, if Sometimes we try and fix something that's not broken. And we, when Brad Fittler came into... New South Wales, we hadn't won in a long, long time or, or we'd won one but then lost again. Um, he had to change the formula. He had to change the culture. He had to change all those things and he did it and we started winning and it coincided with Queensland losing. Billy Slater, Greg Inglis, Cameron Smith, all the greats of the game left Queensland at the same time. So big coincidence there. But we won last year easily. We won the year before. 21. No, we lost 20. 2020. We won last year easily, but we won a couple of years before that. And then this year, they're like, oh, to hell with what's been working. We'll we'll try something different just for the sake of it. And it backfired. And they, mm. the fact that 
they've, they've changed seven players, right? So seven New South Wales have changed seven players. They were so adamant that they picked the right team in game one. We definitely got it right. You all don't know what you're talking about. Blah, 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 blah. We lost by six points. Now we've, we've swapped seven players. Is an admission of guilt. That's an admission they got it wrong. But the, I think mentality-wise for the players and for the state, I mean, even me sitting here talking about it, I think they're too far behind. I think they already beat us in between the years. They've beat us in between the years and that's too much to come back with. They say we only lost by six points. Yes, I said I didn't remember the game. I was at the game. We were never close. We were never close. And then we scored a lucky try towards the end and it made it a lot closer than it was. But anyway, yeah. I don't know why I know more than them, TL. I'm just one of those lucky guys. No, I'll just ask it. All right, let's get on to our wine. Chris, what's a wine? What's your wine? I've got a, um, I've got a wine. It's called La Bohem. And it's from <laughs> boy, uh, the boy, Arab... Yeah. Huh? <laughs> French name. Yes, and it's got a nice picture on it. Nice. What does that mean? What does that mean? Um, good question. <laughs> um, yeah, la, la, it's French for no. <laughs> I wish we put as much effort into our wines as we do in picking words we're going to ban for the week. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it's from the Arrow Valley. It's a, it's a, um, it's a, well, they've got Syrah and Gamay uh, grape. <laughs> Which is a Shiraz and another variety of grapes. So, and it's possibly uh, the worst wine review. But possibly the worst wine review ever given, ever by any human, no. ever. Well done, buddy. <laughs> well, right, I, I, I'll, go, I'll go second with my wife this week because I can't wait. All right, I've got the uh, Zanadu, Zanadu. Uh, Margaret River. And, and just to be different this week, I thought, you know what, let's do a bit of research about Margaret River. And I, and I didn't know that, that Margaret River is a wine region that is actually surrounded by the ocean on three sides. And, mm. and, and so uh, and, uh, in, in the 50s, uh, where it used to be a, a, a cow country, it, it, they actually started to turn it into wine region because the climate is very close to the climate in the south of France. And, and, and hence, they, they say that they've got a few good grapes, but all of my drinking from Margaret River, there's only two wines that I say that I would drink from them. It is Chardonnay or Capsat. And today I've got mm. a 2018 Capsat. Also mm. the home of one of the events on the World Surf Tour, Margaret River, the Margaret River Pro, because at the opening to the river, the quite would swell. I'll open it. Yeah. <laughs> Lou? Um, I have another... Cassegrain um, wine, which is a Chardonnay Pinot Noir, which is the local vineyard that um, used to be close by, but not anymore. It's only 10 minutes away now. So, <laughs> but um, can you see? Did you just say Chardonnay, Chardonnay Pinot, Pinot Noir? Yeah, yeah. So, a... and it's got the it's got the NV written after it. Um, so fun. basically- Is that a spark? Yeah. yeah. We don't so, do sparkling on here. When are we doing sparkling on here? It's a wine. Oh, no. we're, making a wine. It, we're making it that soft. We might as well just be drinking sparkling wine. That's what we're going. So. Yeah, so, well, I mean. You, water, you water and wisdom next week. A non-alcoholic wine. We have water right. and wisdom next week so we don't upset anybody. All right, what but about anyway. you, man? Uh, I have gone with a different vintage of a wine that I've brought before, which is a the shortlist oh, Adelaide Hills Chardonnay from McGuigan. I've had the 2018 before. This is the 2019. Um, 
and yeah, Adelaide Hills. And you started drinking that before the, the, the podcast, oh, no. because there's no way. Yeah, just oh, open oh, it. It's a big glass. It's a big glass. All right. Just open it. Listen, I was I was saying before we even start this, when there's no competition, nobody really gives uh too much. Oh, I thought I was gonna go so, My wine won this this week. Just wanna let you know. My <laughs> wine won last week, just wanna let you know. And my wine, I, I think won the week before. Oh, I won the week before, so go away. Oh, I know he said piss. I'm won. scared to say piss off now. Um no, that you can't say. A woman drove me to drink. I'll never stop to thank her. Cheers. <laughs> All right. Chris, what's the subject? Subject this week. Are bullies actually bullies? Or is there something uh, something a little bit deeper going on with them? Mm. Let's start with him this week so that he doesn't wait for everyone to have a go first. What are we starting with me for? Can we define? Let's, should we start with defining what we think a bully is? Before we pick a side, well, not put picking sides. We're a, just bully, a bully or, a, or bullying. Well, bully or bullying, same thing. So mm -hmm. I've I've gone to the National uh, Centre for bully, Against Bullying. The National Centre Against Bullying. Bullying is an ongoing and deliberate misuse of power in relationships through repeated verbal, physical, and/or social behaviour that intends to cause physical, social, and/or psychological harm. It can involve an individual or a group misusing their power or perceived power over one or more persons who feel unable to stop it from happening. Agree or disagree? Agree. And bullying can happen in person or online is the last line of that definition. Oh, so you guys got the uh, same definition. Okay, I, I, I got, mine is, it was very simple. It's someone who just gets his way using whatever means they can. That's wrong. And 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 causing harm onto the other person. Yeah. That's bullying. Getting your way and causing harm are two completely different things. We're salespeople, yeah. We we our job is to get our way. We're not bullying. Getting their ways and in the longer way harming others. In harming people to get their own way. Yeah. Yes. Chris, you got anything different to that? Not really, guys. Intentionally using um intentionally using the tools that they're, they're um, just oh, what are you, mate? I've forgotten how to speak. Who's been drinking their wine before? I know I've who's been one sip of water. No, just people, you know, using their power the wrong way. It's to get it over others, um, and it can be in many different forms. Using their power. Yeah. Well, yeah, and and the only other thing I had differently is a bully is somebody who isn't. In necessarily imposing something on you but they're more so taking something from you usually your attention um and feeding off your attention so um because basically that's what they're doing what they're doing for jesus christ so anyone anyone who take, anyone who takes your attention is a bully no no cam i'm just saying a bully isn't somebody that's necessarily imposing something on you because you have the option to walk away but a bully is somebody who is feeding off your attention what the, the reason why they're doing what they're doing is to to, to take the attention off your, your attention. reaction so so we are so we are we all in agreement a bully is someone who used their power in, in the yes. wrong way uh, yeah. Are we, yeah, misuse, okay. misuse, uh, misuse, of misuse of power. Okay, so we are agreeing to that definition, yes. yeah? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, are we all agreeing that 
in doing what they're doing, they're causing harm to others. Absolutely. They're attempting to. Sometimes it doesn't work on their behalf, but I think that's no, no, where, but, but, but they, it, it, yeah, okay. Yeah. The misuse of power to cause harm to others is pretty much the definition of doing bullying, yeah? All right. Yeah, okay, yeah. Now, now we can start the subject. Right. Is it, we, we okay? Go for that. We no, all right? I, think, we okay? I think it's good that we start with that because once we start with that, which is uh, right from um, from uh, Cam for doing this, because once we have it now, we, we've got the parameter for the discussion. Otherwise, we can go left, right, and, and it'll take us like 60 hours, you know? So the answer to the question is yes, bullies are bullies, and yes, there is something deeper going on. Absolutely. Yes. And it's not one or the other. A bully is doing what he's doing for a reason. A bully knows. We all, hands up here if we know right from wrong. Yes. Yes. So we know that bullying is wrong and we know when we're misusing our power to cause harm to others. Thus, a bully is a bully. You can't say bully's not a bully because there's something deeper going on underneath. Bully is a bully and usually, well, you would think unless they're completely sociopathic and narcissistic, there is something deeper going on down, down inside. So yes. are, we, are we saying that there's no such thing as a bully uh, uh, being something uh, that's uh, coming from a genetic kind of uh, drive or? Uh, would... Could someone be born bully without even people who have that total lack of empathy are sometimes bullies and they don't realize it because they don't they can't feel empathy so on Let's that say thing, complete psychopaths out of the question because it probably doesn't relate to most of us okay yeah right. but interestingly but enough no i don't think people are born a bully it might only take no, months before they become one but that's due to extenuating circumstances well, what I found in the research was psychology says that during our third year of life, um, we learn how to communicate, negotiate, collaborate, and manipulate. And so those are our formative years. And that's that tends to be where people learn, you know, monkey see, monkey do. If they see their parents bully, if they see, um, you know, people in general bully, they start to mimic that behavior. Um, and, and again, it's sometimes they also said that um, a lot of reasons why people do bully is it's usually been um, a, a life circumstances or a, a feeling unloved, very little affection, um, you know, certain other things, which I'm sure we're going to go into later. But interestingly, the third year of life is where they say when we learn those communicate, collaborate, negotiate, manipulate. Do we, do we agree that they're both, but the, the two parts of the question are completely intertwined or can you separate them? I believe they're completely intertwined. Yeah, there's a cause. There's a root cause for why they're doing what they're doing. So they have to, there's cause and effect, absolutely. Just because there's a cause doesn't mean they're not a bully because you know that you're bullying someone, yeah? No, no it doesn't excuse well, bully, what they're doing. Do we believe a bully is a bully? Yes. Yeah. Yes, Thomas. Of course, yeah, of course, yeah. Yeah, all right. So and do excuse. we believe there's something deeper going on downstairs? Absolutely, 100%. And it's all intertwined, yeah. absolutely. There you there's go. No yeah, we've cut out 40 minutes of fighting, mate. You should be having here. We can have an intellectual conversation. Uh, I, think, I think that some people are born in their personality. They, they are bully. Um, they are bully and uh, they, they, 
that's how they are. Just like some, some yeah. people are born with no empathy. Some people are born very sensitive. I mean, yes, this case mm. where people become, but I, I think that they, you have to accept that too. I, I disagree. Yeah. I, I think, I, I think, I was I, just going to say, I think in general I, I, terms. I did, I, did, I did say some, I didn't say that's the rule. Yeah. No. In, in, I think in general terms, bullies are damaged people. Um, and not every bully is the same, but I think bullies uh, basically damage people who are living off the um, programming of their creative years, if you like. Um, I, I really think that. Because well, as you said- I, I don't think we, that. So if people were born bullied, they'd make it very hard to change. I, I consider myself here to have done a university degree and a bachelor of everything in bullying because I cop so much of it during my, uh, life and i can tell you that all of my worst bullies at school are now not bullies right and they've changed because they grew out of it whatever was making them do that they've either come to realize it or they um realize that they're not so tough in the big wide world one way or the other but they're no longer are they still a bully on the inside then if, if they're and there was too many of them to say that not one of them was born that way right the the, the percentages are too too high. I hate to think that. But you, uh, yeah, are we are we using the word "born that way" for for the lack of knowledge on knowing their upbringing from an early early onset of age? If, like Lou says, we are we learn the majority of our communication by the age of three, what's to say in those first three four years that they saw nothing but violence and bullying within their within their home life? So they actually mm -hmm. weren't born within their DNA structure. They were actually taught that from the onset of life. From, from experience, there's usually one main instigator, right? And then there's a bunch of followers. So in a group of bullies, there is a bully who's probably the guy who's got it tough at home or got the issue. And then there's mm. a bunch of bunch of followers because it's easier to jump into that group than it is to be the odd one out. So, so then there's, do the people who are followers also have issues inside or are they just following because we're humans and we follow, right? I think yeah. the, the amount of bullies, probably you could probably go, oh, I've been bullied by 20 people, right? But I don't think 20 of them are bullies. Yeah. I, think, the, I think two the, or three of them are bullies and the rest are just followers, right? And the funny thing is, is like you see bullies and you perceive them to be horrible, nasty, strong people. But in fact, they're actually the complete opposite. They lack self-esteem. You know, they're actually very fragile people. No, they're horrible so they're, and nasty too because they're doing that to someone they know they're doing it. We all agree we know right from wrong. That's, not, that's, that's not right. It, it, it generally stems from a very low self-esteem and a, and a um, <coughs> yeah, like a, a upbringing as well. So I don't know. It may I get that, but they're still horrible and they've chosen to use their escape is to to destroy somebody else. That is horrible and that is nasty and it shouldn't be justified in any stretch of the imagination. You know, we all know right from wrong. These aren't good people doing this, right? They might turn into yeah. good people later on in life when they realise the error of their ways, but these aren't. Mm. It's, it's not natural to, to want to destroy another human being for your own gratification. That's not normal. I, you know, that's right. I, I don't personally think I agree. First of all, I don't agree that bullies... You'll agree or I'll bash it. I don't believe that bullies are necessarily damaged people, um, Lou. Mm. Uh, I agree with Cam that if you were bullied 
by 20 people in your younger days and probably two or three were real bullies. The other guys were followers. Dad, I love that line because it is true. But it's it's always the same thing, you know, that they see they see that young kid being bashed by two or three guys that they go, oh, maybe I should do that too. Number one, then I can be part of the, 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 the big team. And, and number two, mm -hmm. it works. So really the other 17 are followers. I think that that's a very good point. However, I, I'm not sure that bullies do this to destroy others necessarily. They, they take advantage of others maybe along the way, but I don't think that they bully to destroy others. Okay? I, I think, for example, I, I take an example, Donald Trump. Uh, I've read a few books about him and one of the books from his niece, Mary Trump, really explains it very well. She's a psychologist who talks about his upbringing. And what happened is that when Donald Trump grew up and saw uh, his, his brother being abused by his, not abused, but being told off by his father who couldn't stand weak people, Donald realized that, hold on, if I want, if I want to do well, I'm just going to have to show that I'm strong. And so as he started to show strength, his father went, hey, I like this. This kid is good. And so he realized I'm going to do more and more of that. And from that on, he, he became what he is today because over time, he, he's learned that if it works, let's do some more. Let's refine it. Let's improve what we're doing. But I don't think that he's going out there to just damage a person. I think that He's destroying he people for his own gain too. His own gain too. But he's doing it for his own benefit. I don't think that destroying his people is is his main um, objective. No, but he's mm -hmm. doing. I, I, my last last thing before you spoke, I said destroying people for their own gratification, or and swap out gratification for their own advancement or whatever. It's the same thing. You know what you're doing is going to destroy and just levels of destruction, right? But. You know what you're doing is going to cause harm. We agreed that causing harm to someone was a definition, so let's say cause harm. doesn't matter why yeah. you're doing it. If you're doing it for the love of your father, you're still choosing to cause harm to someone. No, but that you're not going out there to cause harm, necessarily. Uh, yeah, and I, as a first, I, uh, I, I agree with what Thomas is saying there because what, what uh, I read into was a lot of the time they were starved of love and affection in their formative years. And so they set out to seek that in all sorts of ways as they get older. And it's to try and find love and affection and attention in any way they can. And like we've said numerous times before, uh, if a kid wants your attention, good or bad, they'll do something good or they'll do something bad because they know either way they're going to get your attention. And that's what a bully is. I don't necessarily think that they all go out there to destroy people's lives. I think they don't understand sometimes what they're doing. All they're thinking about is how do I feel like I matter in this moment? And that is by making, elevating myself by putting you down and that gets me attention and that gets me significance and that gets me feeling love because the followers around me start to ban around me and suddenly I'm the, I'm the man or she's the lady, whatever. But what are we saying? That's okay. No, I'm not saying that's okay. I'm not saying, what all I'm saying, Cam, is I don't think necessarily everybody goes out there to destroy people's lives. I think a bully reacts to their upbringing in certain ways to get love and affection and attention that they perhaps were starved of in their formative years. They're not, they're not going, I'm waking up and going, I'm going to go out and destroy people today. They're waking up and possibly, and I'm not saying all, I'm talking generally, some of them perhaps may just think, how do I feel better because I feel so unloved and have no attention? Get... I'll pick on somebody that will get me the support of the crowd, yeah. but they're not necessarily picking on that person to destroy them. 
they're, they're, no, they're they're to, to get the support of the crowd, they've got to cause harm to somebody else. So they are going out. They know yeah. what they know what they have I to do to get the job out. done. They've got to do yeah, what they've got to do to get the job somebody, done. And their job is their job yeah, is they're intentionally going like out them. to hurt people. There's they're, no question. They're intentionally going out to hurt people. There's no question. However, the reason wrong. behind it, they I think they're hiding their own shortcomings. They're um, hiding their exactly. own fears. They're going to be found out. Um, they're hiding yeah. a lot of hurt, pain, um, majority of the time. There are some out there, like you said, Ken. They're, they're just put for the ego. They want to be the big, yeah. the, you know, the big chief. Yeah, but the ego is brought about by problems as well, right? That's all interactive. Yeah. But I'm, I'm just trying to clear up the point that they're not going out to purposely harm people. Of course they are, because I know they that, are going that's how they're going to get there. I, we can talk about what they go, what causes that but let's get clear on one thing if people, we're going to sit here and say they don't intentionally go out to hurt yeah, people they don't they, they don't wake up in the morning with that first thing in their mind i guarantee you mate i've been thrown not, off no, i've been thrown off a train at 6 30 in the morning by a group of four kids i'm pretty sure they didn't wake up long before that and their first thought when they woke up is we're going to get this prick on the train right maybe they didn't think throw him off it while it was still going but they, people do wake up. The, the, and the problem with kids is they go to bed thinking about it and they wake up thinking about it because of all the online shit now. Right? It's much worse. Yeah. Well, I could escape it. We're going all over the place for the morning. Let's, let's try and stay a few things. So it's interesting what you just said about the four kids. Why do you think those four kids did what they did to you then? Uh, it was a build-up over months of, of problems at school with one of them. And he got three followers and couldn't take me on one on one, so it was horrible. Okay, so it was more retaliation. I, I, I don't know. Would no, it wasn't a retaliation. It was a, a boiling point, mate. I was no retaliation when you when you're one out, when you're alone and you're copping it from everybody. There's nothing to retaliate to. There's only how much he didn't fold yesterday. So how can we make him fold? Tell you what, getting thrown off a train didn't make me fold either, and that that didn't stop anything. But it. it turned then more verbal and physical because I realised, shit, we actually can't stop him. Um, I was at school the next day. I was battered and bruised. And, you know, my mum had to put up with me stumbling across the train tracks and falling down on the road in front of her after just being thrown off a train. But I turned up the next day and I kept going. That's not, that's not, but I guarantee you, they went to bed thinking about it. They probably planned it the week before. They knew what train I'd be on and what time. And they made their whole job is to harm. Okay, so were you the only one that was bullying, Kim? Sorry? Were you the only one that was bullying? Uh, oh, mate, there was other kids. It was a big school, right? So I'm sure there was other kids going through what I was going through. This group of people in particular, they didn't have to go anywhere else because they had their favourite target. Um, okay. let, let's, let's move on. Uh, do you think that bullied people become bullies uh, in turn? Can do. All right, so in... Yeah. in in under what circumstance do they become bullies and under what circumstance do they refrain from becoming bullies? There's an old environment they can get a bit of that significance back. Sorry, Cam. In in an environment that they can get themselves get a bit of that significance back, a little bit of that power back, they're going to become a bully. Not all the time, but that's that's the situation that that it'd be their turn. Um, Or like Cam said, when when the odds are even, so instead of four to one, let's go one to one. And that's when the, that bully will, that sorry, the person bullied will sort of turn the tides a little bit too. 
There's got to be. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's an old cliche, and it's I fall into it. But that most people bag bouncers out at nightclubs are just been kids that were bullied at school. I went into bouncing. <laughs> um, I didn't go into bouncing because I was picked on at school, but I went into bouncing because I needed money. But it's funny with the and the, but the people I was surrounded with were, were very similar type people. So if, if someone's had power taken away from them their whole life by other people, it, I guess there's going to be a natural want to try and take some of that power back. And, and um, I think it goes to different levels. I think we've got to be very careful with, um, that's why I wanted to define bullying at the start. Like I, I don't call um, banter and, and joking around and, and doing all that stuff bullying because you're not using your power to, to cause anyone harm. So, you know, I'm, I'm one of the worst banterers on the planet. Do I consider myself a bully? Not, not, I don't at all. Um, but, you know, banter, I also grew up, along with bullying, I grew up with a lot of banter around people who weren't bullying me too, and you can decipher the two. So. I agree. Absolutely agree. Unless your bantering has to have the it's last word. And or if yeah, your banter is... No, you can't change the definition, mate. It's to no, harm. If, if, power to if harm your bantering people. has to have, has to be the last word, or if your bantering is... Uh, about taking significance from somebody else so that they feel less, meaning you, you're using your power, your position as, as a leader or manager to make them feel less, then it becomes bullying. So bantering does not necessarily, all right? I love bantering, all right? I, I, I do that because I, I think it's, it's a sign of intelligence, I think, and I, I, it's, not, it's not that I'm intelligent, but I think it's, it's also fun. Right, but when bantering is, let's imagine this. Now we're going to go into the next place, which is the workplace. Let's imagine a guy comes back and he just got a listing, and he goes, "Man, I got a listing. I don't need any more training." And and he sits down and he says, "Cam, you see, I got a listing this week, and what did you get?" And let's imagine that Cam turn around and say, "Listen, man, when you have that number of listing on the board, you can talk to me." I don't believe that is bantering anymore. It you don't is have to say what if, mate. That happened. It happened four years ago. It happened. Well, but that's. I'm not talking about you. It happens. Hey, listen, all of us straight. Don't think that's... it's always about you. No, right? I know, but that's. You have to stop. So it happens in every kind of businesses. I've trained well over 200 businesses in Australia. I can tell you, I see it all the time. Happens all the time. And if it's not that, it's something else. Right. Have a look at my yeah. title here. The day that you have that, that title, you can talk until then. Just see that happens all the time. Yeah. I don't consider that banter. That's where we, we probably, but, I don't um, care no, not that, to get stuck is... into semantics, right? But the whole idea of banter is to have the last word because that means you won. So I disagree with you there. If you and I are going back and forth having a go at each other, I, can, uh, I want the last word. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> throw something, Cam, throw something. But yeah, you're such okay. a dickhead. <laughs> but, 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 I want the I last think... word. The whole idea of banter TL is the last word, right? Because it's the last word. Won, right? No, it that's, is. that's not bullying. That's not bullying. That's winning the banter. No, right? no, but when you use your power, so if, if it goes back and forth, back and forth, and then you go and hey, then you go, well, I'm the boss. Yeah, I get it. I get yeah. it. So, so that's right. that last what line. But what about well, this in the workplace? Let's talk, about, let's talk about bullying in the workplace because somebody just brought it up too. In the workplace, on, the, okay. on bantering, can I just say, on bantering in the workplace, there's going to be some people that just can't take it as well. And you might get to a level where you get there and they go, 
man, I feel defeated. And then it happens again. I feel defeated. It's, to them, it's going to become bullying. We've got to go back to um, the definition, though. It's misusing power to cause harm. And it also stated under that definition. Again, your, your definition of power and banter, sorry, bullying and banter, is going to be different to someone else's. And this is why there's so many soft touches online going, oh, you can't say that. And people can't have an opinion. Mate, I'm with you, right? We have a great banter sometimes. And it's no problem. I've, I've got thick skin. But people don't have the thick skin <laughs> like us sometimes, right? Okay, so no, what I get about... it. That's that's is that what on about... us? Is that on us or is that on them? No, we no, need no. to have the intelligence to be able to see their reaction because you know what? When we're doing it at a workplace, people start laughing, and when they laugh, that feeds our banter, and it also feeds our feeling, and that's what a bully does when everyone else joins in and starts cheering on someone. I think so you've got to be careful on that. I think the most Chris, important, Chris. Why do you use thick skin when there is bantering? If there is bantering, there's no need for thick skin. There's no need for thick skin. But no, Wait, but but what about some people will get offended. Oh, the problem is if we dilute it, if we don't, that's why I was so heavy on the definition. The problem, I, one of the biggest problems in the world at the moment, especially industrial relations and all that stuff, is absolutely anything now can be thrown under the bullying banner. Anything. Right? We know this, how, oh. fearful we are, how fearful we are of employees of opening our mouth at any time because, heaven forbid, the joke might go wrong, even though there's no intention, right? And, you know, that the, the statement I was reading before from the, the Centre Against Bullying stated that these aren't one-off events. This is repeated and for it to be bullying, it's got to be repeated and recurring and um, intentional. But at the moment, we can all get sued for one joke gone wrong, one bit of banter that, as Chris says, banter, 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 oh, you got too close to the line, all of a sudden you're sued, right? Yeah. That's why we've got to be so careful not to dilute it and make sure we know what bullying actually is. That's why it is so important that we stick yes. by the definition. And yes. Just just on that point, exactly what you guys are saying. So we all know sarcasm can come into this as well. And um, say, for example, uh, we all have a sales meeting every single week without fail. So we've always got that same time, same place. And say there's some person within the group that consistently says, for example, you've got a big nose or, yeah, you know, or... or, or it's because you wear certain clothes or it's because you dress like that. If that's a one-off thing and a one-off comment, that's sort of, call it banter. But if that becomes a consistent every time that person gets a listing, oh, that's because you dress like that or because you look like that or because you, that is bullying because yes. it might not, it might be okay for the first two or three times. But if somebody has to be subject to that same response every time they walk in the door for three months, that person, the rest of the crowd probably doesn't see it, but that person is is diminishing in confidence every single time that's said. And that's, that's I think, what we're going to I don't disagree with you, Lou, but the problem is it doesn't take three months. We can get sued for the first one. No, no, but you're of course. About, uh, listen, we're talking about employers. I, I'm, I'm, I'm talking about workplace, and workplace also has colleague versus colleague. I do not believe that any kind of law will ever stop bullying in the workplace. Whatever happens mm. in the school ground is a natural, it's not a natural, but it's how animals out there do. It's the, it's the fittest versus the weak. Bible of the fittest, isn't it? And, 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 yeah, and it, it's the same thing in the workplace. And I think that no amount of law is going to ever stop bullying in the workplace. The workplace is riddled with bullying. It happens all the time. If you sat there and you open your eyes and watch, 
the num the amount of bullying that's just happening on the consistent basis is just rampant. So don't even think we only your, your point is only about what the leader does. And leaders, well, you know, <laughs> they've learned, right? When when you open your mouth once and you get five thousand dollars <laughs> a penalty, well, well, you learn very quickly. But seriously, the amount of bullying that happens between colleagues is huge. Absolutely, and they also say within workplaces. Uh, managers will bully their subordinates uh, to take the attention off their incompetence as well. And I think that's a very real thing. And I know we've probably all experienced it at some point in our careers, you know. So, so that's... What, what about in a relationship now, husband's wife or children? Mm -hmm. So husband, wife, children is how, how do you see bullying? How, how, I'd how say that something happen? that I don't want to get victimized by the boss when she gets home. <laughs> you know. <laughs> <laughs> help! Help me! Send help! <laughs> oh, we're gonna we're we're laughing. laughing. A big stick going like this. <laughs> we're laughing, but we're at risk of offending a lot of people because it's a very real thing. Now, when bullying turns Absolutely. into the domestic violence. Uh, we can talk about brothers and sisters. I bullied my younger brother a lot. You know, Thomas, when you talk about bullies turning into bullies, I took all my bullying from school out on my younger brother. He copped what I was copying at school from me at home. So there's sibling bullying, but um, within a relationship, within a marriage, the bullying that can go on, and it can be physical, it can be verbal, it can be psychological, it can be all of the above, yes. and that's a very, very serious topic. And obviously at the extreme end, we know if you're, if things are going on, you, that's that's clear. But what are more what are the more subtle forms that you may not think of every day that keep people? I think, um, do we bully for I, bank I, accounts? Hey, cut in controlling bank accounts. When one controls a bank account and doesn't allow the other to buy what they want, or you know, allow equal share within that, I think that's a very strong form of bullying, and I've seen it happen quite a few times with different people. Um, and both sides, it isn't the girls or the guys or vice versa, both sides of the coin. Um, and Absolutely. funnily enough, looking back from where they're from, they're often from those families, are, they're, they're from families that sort of had that sort of structure within their upbringing as well. So um, that's one, mm. one form of bullying I see. The other one is when um, mm. I find is when a, a, friend's, a friend group is more popular than sort of his friend group is more popular than her friend group. Spend time with my friend group because I don't like your friend group. And they push their time. So the control of each other's time. Um, but just I mean, on that one, Chris, what about intentional exclusion where one partner says, um, oh, I'm going out with these people tonight, but, but sorry, you're not coming or you're not invited. You know, I think that's a big one as well because that happens a lot, I believe. How, how can it be bullying? Never happened to me. I'm always invited. Because it's controlling. Because it's controlling. That's and right. it's, and it, so it's, well, control, I, it's controlling a part of bullying? Well, bullying, I mean, it, bullying comes in all shapes and sizes. Bullying is not necessarily getting punched in the face. It's intimidation. It's threats. It's insults. It's, you know, exclusion. It's spreading rumours and lies. It's yeah, there's if I'm bullying. going out with the boys, Crystal's not invited. That's not bullying. I'm going out with the boys. I mean, she's going but out she with the boys. She doesn't want to go. No, I know. On the, <laughs> the one-off camp, 
you're in a relationship and suddenly that becomes an every weekend thing, you can't say that that's not. So, so, so let me ask you, so if, if you're in a relationship and your girlfriend says you've got uh, three, three tickets uh, or three weekends, uh, if you use them in a quarter, in, in every three months, you can, you, you're, you've got a right to three of those weekends. Every single time you use that, uh, then it's like a pass. You can go with your friends, but once you run out, that's it. You, 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 you're, no longer, you're no longer allowed to go out with your friends. Is that bullying? Was it was it agreed on by negotiation or by consensus or the fact that the, the definition was misuse of power to cause harm? So are you imposing that rule or was it a rule agreed upon? If it's a rule agreed upon, it's, well, it's it, the relationship is quite blurred lines, right? So one one of the party may not want to lose a relationship and then therefore is in the position of weakness when it comes to that negotiation and would surrender or say yes more easily. So. Let's take what them into account in the relationship. It's an abuse yeah. of power. That's bullying. Exactly. What about, exactly. What about, what about we, Sorry, Ken. So we agree that that's bullying. Yes. Thanks for apologizing. Yeah, I, you just, just as well you apologize, Blue. Otherwise, it would have been trouble later. Um, this is a podcast, so I didn't want to. Using my you know, power. <laughs> what about when it comes to relationships and careers? I'm going to work. You will stay at home and look after the kids or. Or, yes, go to work, honey, but if you're not home by five o'clock each day, I'm going to make your life hell until you quit. Are we bullied? Or, or, or I don't want you in that job. Bullying. I think you I think it's bullying. Job. It's bullying. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. What yes, about, go what for about... It. Make us money, do it, provide for your kids, but only on my terms. And if you're a minute late or you whatever, we, we... Yeah. it'll be hell yeah, to pay. Absolutely. What about mum and dad's? What about the mum and dads that run up and down the sidelines and yell at their kids? You idiot! You dropped the ball. That was stupid. Why'd you do that? Is that bullying? Because no, you that's a lot not of bullying. That. Because there's nothing more frustrating than spending a whole day <laughs> teaching your kid how to pass, and then he goes out onto the field and doesn't pass. Right? That's not bullying. They're getting. Yeah, he should know better. Yeah, no, I I, 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 I agree with with Cam. Did he drop the ball? Yeah. Did he drop the ball? He did. Therefore, yeah. the parents only stating the uh, what yeah, is happening in reality. That's not bullying. Yeah, but what about when the parents running up and down the sideline saying, "You idiot! What did you do that to you?" A, that, you... I think that's a caring parent. He's running up and down with you. <laughs> well, that's, that's, Lou, Lou, that's gone so stupid now that you're not allowed to cheer at a game now. Central Coast Rugby. I know. Central Coast Rugby League. You are not allowed. Cheer. There's a ground manager that walks around and says, please be quiet. Wow, I just got a very good one here. Guys, uh, in a couple, is silence a form of bullying? 100%. Just silent treatment that a lot of women do to their men. It's an abuse of power. It's withholding affection, withholding communication, absolutely. Well, the same thing is withholding sex, bullying. That's an... Absolutely. Intimidation, absolutely. No, we're talking about relationships, so the silent treatment or, or well, you know what? I'm just going to shut up shop for the next month or so to teach you a lesson. Are we bullying? Never happened to me again because the big dog, you know. But, um, yeah, I'm sure your hand's very happy. Yeah. <laughs> usually, usually in this kind of context, the person who enters first is actually a victim of it. It's cool. I understand. So, so here's another thing. So how do we fix a bully at home? Because our kids could be a bully going to school and all these things. So how do we fix it? As Communication. You know, the silly thing is, and I've probably only just come to this realisation, I've had 
told my kids if I ever catch them bullying, there's going to be trouble. So I've bullied them into <laughs> not bullying. <laughs> it's a good realisation. Uh, you know, so, if I catch you bullying anyone else, I'll show you what it's like. That's probably not the best solution, but that's isn't that, that like, there's nothing worse. Mm -hmm. I, I remember when my eldest son had his first day of school, um, I cried, cried, and I cried, and I cried, and I wasn't crying in the motherly sense. Oh, my kid's blown up, grown up so much. I cried because I was just so worried that he was going to have the same school experience that I had, and I bawled my eyes out. And if I've ever caught the kids giving another kid a hard time, I have reacted very, very poorly, very poorly. Mm. It's, a, it's a trigger for me, right? Another mm -hmm. human picking on a weaker human is just not, can't happen around me. There's going to be dramas and I've got to learn to come up with a better way of dealing mm -hmm. with it. But it, how, how, mm -hmm. do you, how do you do it with your kids? I think, well, do you think about like at school, like when I was growing up, a lot of the kids that got picked on, which is very terrible to say, but it was generally because of their... Careful. Perhaps... I am being very careful, I'm being honest as well. Disability or race, you know, um, no. Well, my, my older son is a ranger, so you're right. Oh, I, had I, I, I think, Cam, I disagree with you. Uh, if my kids do anything wrong like this, uh, I, I and I threaten them, I punish them, it's called education. So, so it's not bullying. I mean, this is the thing where a lot of people go through, you know, like, Alexander, when he was, what is it, eight or nine, came home once and said, oh, they, today they, they told us that, you know, parents shouldn't hit their, their kids. I said, listen, like, start packing up. You're leaving. Find yourself another family because <laughs> that shit's not going to happen here, right? So, and, and he's, he tried to explain to me, I'm, I'm sorry, you call it bullying? I'm a parent. There, there's certain things I need to be doing. And, and it means, if it means you're not listening to kind words, then you might have to listen to harsher words. If you're not listening to Hashem, it's whatever it takes. I've, I've been beaten many times. I'm, I didn't turn out bad. It's called education. It's called education. There's, look, I think there's a difference between... I agree, discipline. but the irony of it's funny, yeah. I, I, it is. It, it is. You're right. Stop I mean, yelling! There's a difference between the discipline of and <laughs> the continual abuse of power. Um, when a, when a, a parent is violent due to alcoholism or just having a bad day there's a difference between that and you know level headed discipline there's a there's a huge difference and there's oh, a huge yeah. difference within a relationship in a relationship it is a huge difference of someone withholding withholding a love from someone or um finances or whatever and and just having a solid disagreement on how to do something because your mother-in-law is stupid or something Whatever it may be, that's not me, darling. That's not me. But um, whatever it may be, there's, there's there is a huge difference. But if it's the continual, I think it if it's that continual cycle that you see that people fall in, and then then there has to be something done. But how, you asked before, what can people do when they fall like the victim? What can the victim do within that sort of cycle? And my no, first, I want to go back to I want to go back to the first question Thomas asked, which is, what do you do if you find out your kids are bullied? The cliche from TV that we get is there's always the bully and then like, oh, I'm going to stand up to the bully and there's a father and then the, the bully's father comes out and the bully's father's just a bigger, tougher, stronger bully. But in my experience, not the case. It's not, 
you know, I'd, most of the bloke, most of the guys who were giving me a hard time, I knew their parents, and and they weren't. That wasn't that cliche. So what do you do? You you find well, out your kids the problem. How how do you deal with it? I, I all right. Let let I, I haven't got any of mine being bullies, but if that happened to I mean, you, your twins, give me the hard mate. They won't let me. <laughs> Hey, That's discipline, kid. <laughs> bullying, bullying is when you have power. They have no power over you, all right? No, I said to him yesterday, no. I go to the sky. That's bullying me. So, no, I probably will uh, talk to them, number one. It doesn't work. It will, it, they will just get a caning from me. Number three, I will mm -hmm. just call a mate, which I have done once about something else. I will call a mate who's a cop and ask him for visitation of jail cell. And take the kid with me just to show i i think that that's called education you have to do what it takes to get rid of the bad habit you know if, mm. if nice doesn't work then you have to escalate it. It, it this is how it works in life in, in any other shape or form everything is, is about like this and russia is the same thing but you know we look at the war in russia now in ukraine people don't realize it's been going on for the last 15 years you know it's been escalating and so as a parent if you have a child who's a bully, I uh, truly you have to sit there and go, is this kid gonna have a good life? Because life is about being social, and if you're bullied, it's most likely it's gonna be a very bad experience for you in your adulthood if you don't end up in jail first. Well, mm, you have mm. to just cane it, get rid of it, cancel it, and and that behavior must be, must be gone. And this is why when society comes along and say you can't touch your kids, serious, mate. These guys, they either have no kids or they're stuffed in their brain anyway, because parents should educate their children. Absolutely. And just on society. Now, can, can we just go to that next subject now? What happens if your child happened to be the bullied? Yeah, the victim. The victim, yeah. The one getting bullied? Yeah. But from my, from my, I'm sorry, I keep bringing up my experience, but my only option was to fight back, right, as a kid, because my, my parents were oblivious. Um, they thought everything was hunky-dory, had no idea what was going on. So I had to learn how to first physically fight and then verbally fight, because once I started beating the crap out of the bullies, it turned to verbal, not physical. Right? Can I just ask you a question, Ken? Did you ever have your parents telling you, just give them a good uh, whipping? Uh, just, just retaliate and and kick the crap out of the the leader and you'll be fine. No, so as I said, for most of it, they were oblivious to what was actually going on. I weren't so oblivious when I got thrown off the train. Um, you know, Dad, in his own way, had a couple of quiet words, which was just put one on their chin, son, and you'll see how tough they are. But there was too much other stuff going on for that to be a a, a real lesson. But one I picked up on myself, I just had to start punching people back. I just had to, there was no, I didn't see any other option. But now, yeah. you teach your kid to do that. I've had, Isaac's been sent home more than once for for, for sticking up, what I call sticking what about up himself. Um, the, the schools have got no idea. The most parents, to be honest, have no idea. So what do you do? What about um, just on that, Cam? I just have to ask you because I I just been sent a message which I think is probably you're perfect for answering it. It says most kids that are being pulled up at bullying at school, um, their parents generally stick up for them. You know, did you experience that? Like when they, did you ever report the kids and the 
the, the school came down on them and then you know the parents come in and they generally stick up for their kids as opposed to saying they are wrong there's there's levels now so there's a couple of things there's, there's a couple of lessons i told so what my i was taught mostly by my, my mother early on always dob if someone does something wrong to you dob on them because the teachers will sort it out well what I can tell you from experience is dobbing will get you more beatings than that was a lesson hard hard learned, right? And and now, right or wrong, you're told my kids, you never dob, you don't. If they're doing the wrong thing, let them do the wrong really? thing. You're done with it, mate. I, I but, um, and then the other thing was, I didn't probably realise I had a problem until um, my mother went to the school I was at and said, oh, I'm a bit worried about Cam, he doesn't have any friends. And the answer was to send me off to a child psychologist because I didn't have any friends because there was something wrong with me, which mm. then made me aware of the fact, oh, shit, I don't have any friends, there must be something wrong with me. And it all sort of just snowballed from there. So there was no... Mm. Um, there was no, in fact, so in answer to your question, it wasn't parent going to the school to, to stick up for. It probably started as parent going to the school to stick up for, but then the teacher's going, oh, Cam's a problem, not the kids are the kicking the crap out of me. All right? Yeah. Because that's yeah. easy to deal with. It's, it's easier to deal with the kid who's a victim saying he's got something wrong with him and he's socially awkward. And, and I've experienced it with with one of my kids now. The answer is never the bloke that's flogging the shit out of them. It's it's them for, for being, you know, a bit... A bit full on yeah so it, 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 i remember back at school several times where you'd have your typical bullies you knew who they were and you'd see the parents come into the office because they've obviously been called in because some other parents complain and you would see the behavior of a bully right there where my kid doesn't do that and blah blah, blah. you know you could i i know exactly what that my kids never had to front the board yeah my kids my bullies never had to front the board because it was always me that was a problem apparently right so I, there was never and I have a huge problem now with respect and injustice. I mean, TL can tell you that. And there's probably a mm. lot of it in that. I'm the one getting the shit kicked out of me. I'm the one down and dusted here and these pricks keep getting away with it. And then on top of that, I'm the one told that I'm to blame for it. And that that has carried on to this day. I still have that yeah. issue in me. And, and that, you know, the more we talk about it, the more I understand where it comes from. So... They never had to defend the kids. Wait, the kids that the kids that threw me off the train, um, we got called into the office and was said, "Oh, you you spoke to one of their girlfriends, so maybe you shouldn't talk to one of their girlfriends." That was the that was what actually happened, right? Listen, this is this is a podcast, so people may not know your size. I know your size. That kid must be a big mother. Oh, it wasn't. There's four of them. (laughs) (laughs) What is it? Yes, because. Yeah, where's the perspective that, in that? Okay. Yeah, listen, guys. Cool. So, 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 I, I'm just still asking. Your kid is a victim. How do you handle? You know, you can't keep nice. your eyes closed, right? You can't. You can't avoid the situation. No, you can't. You can't. Now, in in a in a completely superficial sense, Brazilian Jiu Jitsu is great because it doesn't leave marks. <laughs> right? Honestly, 
the kid can go to school and punch someone he's the worst person in the world or he can go to school and put him in our bar so if you touch me again you're dead and he can run to the teacher and go kid missy arm bobby never going to be able to prove never doesn't leave i may have to mute i may have to mute the podcast for next minute okay (laughs) what the i I think but i think it is serious though because you look at um you look at um, no one else is going to look after you you've got to teach him how to look after themselves you can't that's right but you look at the you look at the young um what her name was dolly i can only remember dolly for now but that was her name the 14 year old girl who committed suicide you know it's it's horrendous i read a story of an eight-year-old who hung himself you know eight eight years old you know and i think that how do we how do we um going back to thomas's question like when our kid is the victim i think we've got to look for the signs and be completely aware and you know they say a lot of the times the kids start to not want to go to school and they want to you know seclude themselves and they don't want to get involved with they don't want to go to parties like kids parties and they don't want to play sports and they they um isolate themselves what do you do because... Luke? knowing it's happening is one thing doing uh, I'll, I'll start i'll start i think that uh, it is i'm not arguing you. with you i'm just saying i think that no, I I think parents should really have an uh, a great line of communication with the kids that's number one Absolutely. because i think that that allows the kid to say this is what happened to me or this is what they mm-hmm. did to me uh mm-hmm. quite often parents because they push a kid into a school they think now that's it and sometimes if you put them into a private school you go that's it even more i paid money you guys look after it right so i think that schooling or not schooling and, and this is what i love about one of the principal who said you know we're not here to be in partnership with your children we're here in a three-way partnership so you play a big role and i think that we need to keep a big a, a very very healthy line of connection with our young kids mm. so I, I think that that's probably the number one thing yeah, but there's yep. still what do you tell them to you? So they can't. You've got a so, great line of communication. They come to you and say, "No, that's, right, so, that's a, so that's the first thing, Ken. All right. Anyway, anybody's got another tip. So what you say, Don Cam? I've actually had to go through this with one of mine, and I said to them the first thing was I said, "Bullies feed off your fear." First and foremost, it's all well and good to say, "Turn around and put one on the chin and knock them out." While that is a solution, first and foremost, the communication, and you have to have it with your kids and say, firstly, just ignore them, walk away, mate, because they're going to feed exactly. off that your reaction. And we said it right at the yeah. beginning, all bullies feed off the reaction that you give them, that attention that you're giving them. So, mm-hmm. mate, just, just ignore them. Just walk away, walk towards a teacher. Yeah. And this was in primary school. Yeah, you know, knock right. yourself out. And then the communication was, and it was legit that this young gentleman that was the bully had a he's both of his parents unfortunately had passed away in a car accident and so forth so he had a very very bad upbringing so it was a very unfortunate circumstance but it continued so what do you do next mm. all right now you need to show you that you're not scared walk away is not an answer mate and it's not it's not confronted it straight up obviously take take yourself out of the situation but walk away they, they pick on the weak yeah yeah but you you walk away and you don't and, and the second one is now you stand up Say, guys, leave me alone. If you want to keep going, we go, but leave me alone and stand up for yourself and push back. Don't walk back. Don't show weakness. Walk forward. Don't show weakness, but don't lift your hands. There's a hands off school. Don't lift your head. Walk forward. I think my, my number one, two advice is the way you live. Wait, you know, it's just monkey see, monkey do thing. The way you live, 
if you do something wrong and you apologize, your kids can see, hey, dad's apologizing yeah. to your friend yeah. because he's done them wrong. Or yeah. dad is uh, standing up to someone doing something. He leads by a certain set of values. They see it. Monkey see, monkey do. And I yeah. think that that is my second advice is, a, a, yes. a lot of parents don't do that. They they may be the victim of a form of bullies, but when their child tell them they've been bullies, go, man, just knock the crap out of him, then you'll be fine. And it's it's the kids not monkey see, monkey do, plus communication is a bit wrong. And 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 I think it's yeah. it's very important for parents to uh, show very firm set of values. This this is how I live life, and you can see it on the phone. You can see how I deal with friends. I mean, I've had friends come into my place disrespecting my, my place. And I, I tell them, you, you keep on doing this, get out of my house. And I'm very simple. But the kids, first, they go, whoa, what is this? I mean, how can dad do this? But afterwards, they go, that's how dad lives. This is how I would like to live too. And then they follow suit, right? Now, how? Yeah. let's go on to the next bit now, because we may have more advice. What if you're a victim in the workplace? Mm. You need to speak okay. up. Oh. You need, no, you need to take that person aside. You need to take that person aside and speak to them. Person mm. to person, just the two of you, one on one, say, mate, it's not appropriate. Don't speak to me that way. Tell them where the line is. Again, this is when I was coming back to the banter that you're saying before about Ken. Make them aware of they that where you believe that line's being crossed. Say, mate, I won't have it anymore. And 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 make it very, very clear. And then if they still continue, now we've got a big problem. Hold on, hold on, Chris. Yeah, you're but... talking the leader is taking the bully out and talk to him. No, bully, whoever's bullied. Whoever's the bully? The person who's no, bullied. no, no, whoever's being bullied. The person oh, the being victim, bullied. The victim. The victim. The victim, the victim needs to say, mate, you've, you've crossed the line. But hold on, hold on, hold on. How many victims would do this? <laughs> when you're bullying your victim, you All wouldn't right, be I... a, a, a victim of a bully. <laughs> If, if you're capable of doing something like this. I had, mate, I had a story. But, but I, I, don't know, I don't know if it's any wood, like Thomas's question. I think what we're trying to answer is what should you do if you're bullying in a workplace? And similar to what Chris is saying, what they actually, the, the, the um, research that I read, Chris, in fact, was because bullies tend to, there's one main bully and the rest are followers. Um, and not everybody's a follower, but what that what I was reading was if somebody does call you out and, and attacks you and intimidates you or whatever, bullies you in a public forum, then you actually publicly in that moment say, hey, listen, uh, you might have thought that was funny, but you actually really hurt my feelings then. And um, I won't stand for that. So please don't ever talk to me like that again in that forum, because you not only shut down the bully right there you shut down any followers that were perhaps thinking of jumping on the wolf pack you know so no, I've, I think seen, it's, I've been an auctioneer holding an auction and i've had people bidding that have been bullies mm. like people literally bidding for a property they've been bullies and as the auctioneer i will call them out and, and i will put them in their place in front of everyone so you're spot on what you're saying lou publicly yeah. announcing guys i won't tolerate that behavior here yeah. Stop we, talked, we, talked, we talked last week about confidence first or confidence afterwards. How is someone who's being bullied and had all their confidence completely destroyed so all of a sudden just going to stand up one day and say, please don't talk to me like that anymore? 
Yeah, I'm going to do that, right? So you, what you what you guys, what you both have just said is very, very easy to say and almost impossible to do for most people who are being really bullied. But the point I want to make is, uh, apart from what you're saying is easier said than done, is make sure you're being really bullied to start with, not just someone's had a, had a crack that's gone wrong or, or whatever. But yeah. how does... I heard, a, I heard a story once about um, there was an organisation who, who gives lots of awards, but one of the awards they used to give was the Gumby Award, and I can't remember whether it was a weekly award or a monthly award. And, um, monthly. And, uh, <laughs> I won it. Yeah, well, I, I ended up with one of the staff members that worked there, and she won the Gumby Award four months in a row. Mm. Right, and the Gumby Award is an award for doing something considered stupid or perceived you know not great yeah how do you reckon the confidence of that person was by the time they got to to me now that we the definition is not a one-off incident it's uh continual abusive power to cause harm to somebody else we, we're giving someone a gumby award three four five months in a row how how are we traveling and how does that person in an organization of 80 people stand up and say um no when there's going to be 79 others that and probably not 79 others that actually believe it's right but 79 others that won't say anything because of fear of the same reprisal right so you can't sit there and say i'll just stand up and say don't talk to me like that anymore that's no, but I think the gumby award cam like and i can say i've been there i've won it several times the gumby award was you leave your lunch on your roof as you drive to work and you get to work you got no lunch or you go to the this you went you're the only person Lou wins a Gumby Award three, four, five months in a row. That's a tech that's I, a I, I probably won it twice or three times in a row. Like it's not the Gumby Award is to bring humor and to um that's what we're talking it's about. It's like we have a but we have a bloopers reel at the at the at the awards night or whatever. Like you know, we do that every year. We just don't do it every month. You know, it's 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 not a consistent same thing, picking on somebody for the same thing. If every single month that was person was winning it for doing the same thing month in, month out. Do you reckon out, that person felt bullied, bullied or not? Do you reckon that person do you reckon no. that person felt bullied no. or not? No, and if they did, they what probably absolute got horseshit. A... Are we allowed to say horseshit on this podcast? What absolute horseshit? Yeah, because we're allowed to say shit, and horse is not a swear word. So yeah, absolutely. Same person gets Same board person gets a trophy for being a gumby five months in a row, and we're not calling that. And and that person has no right to feel bullied. I'm not I'm not gonna call it bullying. You reckon that person felt bullied? And what I can tell you is that person came to work for me and had confidence of about I don't know zero was a shell of a human and was that worried about and couldn't believe that we there was actually she what you she stuffed something up and i didn't have a go at her and she didn't win an award for it what do you mean but timid scared shaking how is that person oh, don't, don't discount it i don't like you discounting this right because i'm, it not, discounting it, I'm not discounting oh, it they're, they're, i'm not discounting it if they won it five months in a row, then they deserved it. You just said if they won it five months I in a row, they deserved it. I never said they deserved it. it. You don't put words in my mouth, Cam. Don't put words in my mouth. You're turning different into that much. No, what was the person winning the award for? What was the person the winning Gumby the award? award? It doesn't matter what they won it all for. You give a person an award called the Gumby Award five months in a row who's got low self-esteem. What do you think is happening? 
I don't care if it was forgot your lunch and tripped over and walked. Yeah, but you, you know what, Cam? You can't, you can't say, look, I totally disagree. If somebody wins it five times in the in a row, you know what? It could have been five times that they put the sticker on sideways. Like, but big deal. If someone's going to go, feel oh, maybe we shouldn't give it to them this month. That's the definition of a bully. Oh, it's easy. We'll just keep going there. That is Lou, no. what, it's not your perception. Lou, the problem is you're going from your perception. You've got to go from their perception, not yours. I totally, I totally so understand. So if that person's self-confidence is not as good as everyone else's to start with, and then they're getting it three, four, five months in a row for doing silly things, and then everyone's going, ha, 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 ha. This is group yeah. mentality there, right? It's okay, so let me ask Take you this. Let me finish. Let me ask you this group Let me finish. Let me, it's group mentality to make that person feel less than they actually are, right? If that's continued, that is using power to make that person feel less. It's bullying. Okay, so what if that person who won it five times in a row, and I'm not saying that they did, but what I'm saying is let's imagine that person realised that every time they won the award, the attention that they got. What if that person set out to do silly things purposely to make sure that they won that award five times? Because well, 80 people be sat there and went, they're not being bullied. That's a different story. But this, this is someone whose this is someone whose self-esteem was affected. Crush. But wasn't okay, but but so there's this person who was a shell of a anyway, person. Anyway, let's move on from the Gumby Award. Let's, let's move on. I think we're circling on this. Let's we're circling yeah. on this. Let, what, what I ask and we come back to it in the workplace, right? So we said, you know publicly announce or challenge the person who's who's bullying you or so forth. What if what if it's a leader? What if it's mm. the owner of the business? Mm -hmm. And because now we've got a there's a huge problem because the culture's affected, right? We so the culture's going to be a answer. big issue. We actually haven't given an answer to the first one, which was what if it's just in the workplace? Because you guys just said speak up for yourself and I've just given you an example where it couldn't, can't. So we've got we, we've skipped to leader already because right, it's too sorry, hard. We'll go, we'll go too back hard. then. Right? We Don't put that in a too we'll hard basket. Right. So we'll if, go, uh, we'll well, go back. Like if someone honestly, and no, this might not be bright, it might be bright. We're all employers, right? If someone is getting bullied in the workplace and can't speak up for themselves and can't do whatever, fortunately for them, and sometimes unfortunately for whatever, there's plenty of support and industrial relation laws that cover that kind of stuff there is now should that be the first port of call i don't believe so but i don't know what is i think look yeah. if the lead i think the leaders it comes back to the leader if the leader's not the instigator of the bully they've got to be the 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 ambassador of their culture so if they're seeing that that person's being affected by that they've got to step in and make a change whether that person being bullied has put their hand up or not, they're going to step in and make that change and ask the team, the group, the instigator, whatever it may be, or maybe even pull that person aside and say, listen, I've noticed there's a bit of an issue. Are you okay? And so forth. So they are the, 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 the governor of that culture. So the first step would be for the, for the leaders to step in. But your bullies, now, the, guy, the bullies, the guy who's bringing you $700,000 a year and none of the rest of the staff are, then what do you do? And he's and he, you know what? You know what? You know why the none of the other staff are is because a guy who's bringing in seven hundred thousand dollars a year won't let the other guys get a win. Now what do you do he's as a hundred pound gorilla? Now what do you do as a leader? 
you know what? You've got to have the balls. You've got to have the balls. And I've seen people that have had the balls to stand up and you know, face balls. those. Hey, seven hundred thousand dollars balls. balls, mate. It's a it's a very different uh, difficult thing that you're talking about. Some leaders will stand by their values, and other leaders will stand by their wallet. So depending yep. on the the strength of the leader, you will see some leaders <clears throat> standing up, and some other leaders turning the blind eye and still look after the 400 pound gorilla. That's that's reality of life. But I think that to answer the question about the Gumby, I I agree with Louise that it it is something to install a little bit of humor and fun. But I agree with Cam that, you know, maybe sometimes as a leader, you have to see five times in a row, maybe was not something you do because that will destroy anyone's uh, mindset. <laughs> so to, to really answer the question in an organization, the leader must be the person who, just like the a parent. I mean, whenever I have dinner with my kids and, and uh, I, I promised the twins myself when the twins were born that I will spend every night at home if I can, if I can, meaning if I'm not overseas or interstate. But every night, one question I always ask is, how are you guys going? Because I, I, if you, it's not by asking once that you get it going, but by asking constantly that they feel, hey, it's okay to talk. The same thing with my staff. If I have staff members, there are times when I will have a lunch with a staff, a lunch with two staff, and I will always ask, how is it going? And it's that gives me an opportunity to feel the temperature. And, and if I can sense it, now I can deal with it. And I'm very much ruthless if it's value. It's, I, I would rather make zero dollars, but be cool. Mm then make a lot of money and try to look after four the pound gorillas. I don't do that kind of business. Yeah. Mm. And so mm. that now depends on the value, the set of values of the leader. But the problem is this, here's the problem with leaders. An owner of a business, the business start going well, they start buying things, they start doing stuff, they start getting a lot of things around them. That, and so suddenly they, they get to a level where they become a prisoner of the 400 pound gorillas. I mean, a $1 million guy or $700,000 guy, he leaves, what am I gonna do? I mean, that's that's gonna make it harder for the business. Gonna make... And so it comes down to what I said earlier, is are you looking after your value? Are you looking after your wallet? That will, set the, the, that will tell you what that leader is gonna do. Mm -hmm. But you, still, you guys still have not answered me I am a victim of bullying at work. What do I do? Or is there something that I can do? Mm. My answer is I have not to say to you, you have to be able to go to your leader. And if the, you didn't get a response from your leader, then you have to look elsewhere. And you know what? Unfortunately, resigning and moving on may be, may be the issue. And that's where if that 400-pound gorilla is the instigator, is the bully, well, the leader's going to have a long time learning his lesson, I think. Much like your kids, Thomas is saying, we're going to have a, a good line of communication. If you're in a position where you feel like you can't talk to your leader, then that might be a sign of a bigger issue, right? Mm, yeah, absolutely. But I think um, calling somebody out in a public forum is probably, uh, I, I think would be a good way in to sort of, um, you know, put it out, so to speak. 
going back to what you said, Chris, one-on-one, I suppose if you are somebody that is getting bullied at work, I think you'd you know, the responsible thing would be to let the person know because sometimes people say things like, um, for example, a guy might say to a girl, oh, you've obviously stopped going to the gym because, you know, you look different or something. Like that's just a random example. But if that becomes a consistent thing and that that girl starts to, to, confidence starts to fade and things like that, and she might be going through a million things that he may never know. She sort of said to him, hey, listen, that that actually doesn't help me at all. That actually starts my day on a really bad foot. That's not helpful. Can you please not do that? But if that person then consistently still does that, that's when you probably need to do it in more of a public forum where, hey, if it is Lou, said... That's, you know what, people like us for and this is where, you know, I'm going to say for the rare occasion, I agree with Cam on the fact that the four of us to stand up in front of a group of people and say, shut the hell up. What you're saying is crap. Don't speak to me in that fashion is very different to someone who lacks self-esteem to start with. Very hard. The people who have the balls, Lou, the people who have the strength to do what you're talking about doing aren't the people getting bullied. Yeah. And you know what? I didn't realise until Cam said it. Yeah. Right? We're not sitting here talking about us. Yes, yes, I know. But... I'm also the bloke who wouldn't get up and speak in English in public speaking because I was that scared of what was going to happen. Now look at me, right? So us four would tell yeah. crap from people. People who are bullied are bullied because mm. they're perceived weak. They have a character, something in their character is telling people I'm weak, pick on me. Doesn't mean it's right, right? Doesn't mm. mean it's right. Yeah. For anyone who's listening who's being picked on, I'm not saying you're weak. Someone is smelling mm something because we're animals we smell weakness we go right so we can't talk as if it's us Lou because I we, we know oh, okay. we'll stand up I know I get okay. told every day how good well, I well, what, what advice would you give them then Cam? Uh, yeah well, that's, that's what, what I was going to say what what do you do what does somebody who's is getting bullied at work do then like what I else mean, can they, they... Some, some, some of them will be watching this or watching this later some of them actually going to replay it all right can i, can mm-hmm. I jump in just i think that. i think, I think talk, if it's at work talk to your leader if you can if you can't start asking why you can't and that might be harsh but true um and if you can't get out of the situation at, at work leave because it's not worth what's coming next. It's not worth having your life destroyed. And I've seen, I'm talking about life destroyed. Like I'm not over exaggerating that. It's not worth mm. your life being destroyed. If you can't yeah. deal with the situation there through no fault of your own, get the hell mm. out before it, because yeah, you know what? You are good enough. And that's, um, that's, that's mm-hmm. the next person. Yeah. Might know. Nice. What about you, Chris? Mm. What would you tell him? Have, have the courage. And unfortunately, the courage doesn't come easy. I mean, I went to high school from a, a primary school. I'm going back many, many years, obviously. Um, and I went to a high school that I had no friends in. And I was actually bullied for quite a few weeks. And unfortunately, I had the old European dad who said, you know, you solve things with your fists. So I did. And, unfo- and, I, and I got significance out of that. But that's not a solution. It's not. But what it was solution was having the courage to do something. And like Cam said, whatever your courage may be, whether it's speaking to the person one-on-one, speaking to your leader or leaving altogether, 
have the courage to mm. do something. You do not deserve to stay in that, that cycle of crap. You need to mm. do something and have the courage to do something, whether it's in a workplace, whether it's at school, whether it's in a family, just have the courage. There are people there that will help you. They're, Google, just Google bullying and the amount of helplines that are there, kids helpline, lifeline, headspace, there are so many there that will just, just, just give you advice, happy to talk and, and, and give you support. Mm, yeah. What about you, Luke? Yeah, I think um, exactly that. I think it's hard. I think it's probably a little bit harder for women, to be honest, because, um, well, actually, you know what, when I say Can't that, perhaps bloody I'm <laughs> bringing a new argument let me finish for you know god's what? sake it's not easier for women because it's easier for women to speak than it is for a man imagine being a man oh, okay. in the world and going on being bullied well this world you can be better off but back in this back in chris's days with us still writing on stone tablets imagine being a man and, and having to speak about being bullied thank you yeah. women have got easier crap Anyways, what I was saying is think, take a minute to think about how men are raised in our culture today. And so you're a boy, a young boy, you're raised up, you start playing football or whatever the case might be, and you fall over, you hurt yourself. What is generally what, what does generally dad say? Get up, you'll be right, don't carry on like a girl. You're a boy, you're a man, you know. So men are raised up with this idea that they're not allowed to, you know, they're not allowed to show emotions. They just get on with it and man up, you know, whereas women are a little bit off here, op uh, opposite. And actually they did a study over seven and a half, seven, seven and a half thousand people. And the 66% of the people that were studied um, admitted to bullying and they were men. So 66% of males admitted to bullying at some time in their yeah, life. Were they bullying and women I think or were they bullying each other? Men, you just said it's harder for women. Justify it. It's, it, it's what, what I said. It, it, I it's, what, said. it's what's happening right now on this podcast of bullying. Oh, no, possibly. Depends who you are. But look, the thing, <laughs> what, you, I, what I said to them. I disagree with you. It, just listen to me. I'm what I said. Let me talk. Let me talk. And I'll answer your question at the end. Now I sound like a bloody school teacher, but just let me talk. What I said at the beginning, Cam, is I said it's actually hard for women. But then I thought about it and I said, actually, no, it perhaps might be harder for men because women are most likely or more likely to actually say something where men are more likely to resort to violence. And I think what will happen in a workplace, if somebody doesn't stand up, I think men will take it, take it, take it, take it. Then they'll erupt where women are more likely to come to their boss and say, hey, listen, look, I'm feeling... Uh, attacked, victimized, whatever, 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 where where men are probably not as likely to do that. And, and I suppose if the leader is a male or a female is going to change things as well. But my advice to anybody who's getting bullied in a workplace is exactly what you guys have said. You know, you need to stand up and you need to speak up and you need to, you know, lead by example, because, you know, if, if someone's bullying you in that workplace, then I can rest assured you're not the only one that's being bullied. If there's a bully in that workplace, there's probably several people that are feeling victimized. So you need to take a stand for yourself and others and say, hey, listen, I'm not going to stand for your crap. I'm not going to put up with it with the bully one on one. And if that doesn't work, you go to the leader. And if that doesn't work, then you probably change your jobs because you're in the wrong workplace. But but so, but we only have a few more minutes. But do you feel that uh, if you don't conquer the bullying that happens there and leave the workplace, you're only going to attract 
new bullying in the new workplace? Potentially, but that's still not a reason to stay. If you yeah. can't, some people won't have the, the courage. We've thrown courage around a lot. Some people won't be able to do it to you. Won't be able to. That's why I didn't like being asked the answer because my answer is very, very simple. If it got too bad, I'm probably getting visited in jail. But um, um, people, that's not the majority, mate. And we can't, we've got to be careful of putting it on people where we, we suggest that they have to stay and fight it out no matter what and, and find a way because there's avenues to go down, there's avenues you can. But if you can't, as I go back to what I said before, it's not worth your life. Because you know what people who think they can't get out do? What do people who think there's no answer do? End it. That's, that's, you know, we... Right. I, I think that you guys... I want to give. I think that you guys just gave very, very good conclusion. Um, unfortunately, bullying is going to happen forever, especially in the workplace. People who feel threatened or their, their spots being threatened or their income being threatened or their livelihood being threatened will result to a lot of bad things and that means sometimes along the way they will be victim uh, and I think that what Chris said earlier you have to even if you don't have the courage to stand up to them at least go and tell your your leader mm. uh, that's probably the uh, only place where you can start and like Cam says there's plenty of bad restaurant if you don't like that restaurant go to another one all right. Mm. Thank you very much for tonight, guys. Thanks, guys. Talk soon. Bye. See you guys. See ya. Bye. See ya.